Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Breck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. I'm Andrew. I'm Robert. And I'm Henry. And this is episode number 113. First episode of season four. 2021 year 2022. Over. 2022. Why, why did you have year. to say that like a robot? <laughs> <laughs> First episode of 2022 <laughs> does not compute. <laughs> Sorry. I did it just so that you could do that. Go outside, Andrew. <laughs> Off to a good start. Off to a good start. Oh, now in 2022, uh, these are all just bot images. Um, it's all yes. like a VR thing. We're really we're, not doing it. We're in the metaverse, guys. <laughs> a VR podcast. We could be the first. So meta. Or the last. What's <laughs> 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 oh, up, Graham? Graham? Would that be cool or no to do a VR podcast? I don't know what it means. It would be I feel like it would be kind of cool if you could see, like if all the people who are here in the chat, you could put on a VR thing, they could see us and we could see you. That would be kind of cool, right? And you could pick your like custom avatar for the drink you're drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be great. Custom cup and we could we, we could, could we could uh, you know we could sell NFTs. We could have a really decked out digital yeah. podcast studio. <laughs> If you're listening to this and you don't understand anything, I don't either. So <laughs> head on over to the digital lounge. <laughs> Guys, it's web three, okay? Come on. Get with it. Um, <laughs> someone asked when we're gonna be in Valencia. Do we have a Valencia date next year? Um, I'm not sure if we have a Valencia date. I can double check, but we definitely Randy's will be back. in Spain in May of this year, 2022. I think we're doing almost two weeks in Spain, so we're excited to get back to to Spain this year. Um, I think I think Randy can figure that out because he's back from break. He can. <laughs> <laughs> That's him typing right now. We can That's hear the sound of him. <laughs> Ghost hands. Do you guys remember those old like TV shows? I remember watching yes, Power Rangers when Randy. I was a kid. Oh, go ahead. May twenty fifth. I remember watching Thanks, Power Rangers when I was a kid, and they'd say something like, oh, I have to hack into the computer, and then they'd just go like... <laughs> <laughs> hence. Yeah. May 25th, Valencia, Spain, at the Loco Club, is when we'll be at that specific city in Spain. And all of our dates... Well, Randy just left, so... I, the 25th. Thanks, Randy. The 25th. Live at the local club, Valencia, Spain. That is our first show back in Spain, actually. So that's going to be a good one. It's going to be a very good one. And then we do a whole plethora of Spanish dates. Yes. We're doing one, two, three. We're doing Valencia, Barcelona, Tilde, Estepona. Oh, I don't have to name them all. You guys can go check out these dates and all the other dates of our giant (laughs) European tour this year on our website. Uh, and that also has all of our local dates. So if you are a local person who is not on, not from here, um, go check that out because we were playing a lot before we get out of town. 
And then we have even more stuff to announce after that. We're going to be hitting the States. We haven't announced anything yet, but um, we have a very busy 2022. So I might as well make that announcement now while everybody's here. Go check out our tour dates. Stay in touch. Stay online. Come to our digital podcast. <laughs> in the metaverse on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to Steve, by Meta. Yes. Why don't, you, why don't you start us off? What What are you doing in London? Where I am on a twenty-one hour layover here in London. Um, I was in Paris since last Wednesday, and uh, it's been amazing. And I got to it was kind of a little half work, half vacation, and mostly vacation, and mostly spending time. Uh, with a uh, with a loved one, so it was uh, it was very fun, and we got to uh, go out and check out all the sites and do a little bit more on foot and explore the city. And um, obviously, we we've been to Paris, you know, multiple times with Robert John and the Wreck, but this was my first time actually getting to go out and explore for more than just an afternoon. Uh, what was it? Twenty eighteen. We had one day where we got to hang out for like eight hours or something. And, um, yeah, this time I had a full five days that I got to go around and, and try different foods and go see the different sites and get my steps in and, uh, you know, be all romantic in the rain and one of the most beautiful cities on the planet. So it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was an amazing week. And it was the first, uh, first time that I've not busted out my laptop for more than, probably 24 hours. So it was nice to just kind of unplug and uh, spend some quality time. And uh, yeah, it's great. And I'm fly home tomorrow back to uh, going back to San Francisco and going to gear up and uh, finish up a bunch of stuff and then uh, cruise down to play the mint with you guys and Winston's in, uh, in ocean beach. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this year. And this was a, an absolutely amazing way and very special way to kick it off. So yeah, greetings from yeah. London. War, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I had a happy new year and I had a nice mellow weekend. Um, you know, went out to dinner for the new year. Saw our buddy Robbie play some music for a second. Was very mellow. Played some cranium, um, and then uh, it was nice because my fiance Erica had Friday through Monday off, um, so we really got like a whole four days together to just kind of do nothing. And well, I mean, we did a lot of stuff, but there wasn't much stuff like nothing like it going on. It was kind of just do what we wanted to do. Been trying to finalize my wedding plans, which. Um, is a lot of work and um, yeah, it was just a very relaxing time to unplug for four days and then kind of let the new year come around. The funny thing is uh, like, I feel like because the new year was on a Saturday, everybody had all these like plans, like whether you have like a resolution to do this or, you know, work out more, or eat healthy, or, you know, try to do X, Y, and Z. It was funny because when Saturday and Sunday came around, it was like, well, 
let's push it to Monday because that's really when everything <laughs> starts. And I totally felt the same way that <clears throat> even though the new year happened over the weekend, it didn't really start for me until this Monday. And now that it's Monday, I'm also very excited for the year. We have a lot of fun stuff going on in the Robert John and the rec camp. Um, and I'm just rejuvenated, put the holidays behind me and ready to just go out and do what we need to do this year. So yeah, it was very relaxing. So, um, how was your weekend new year extravaganza, Andrew? Uh, we went to, uh, Shane's house for the new year with, uh, friends of the band, Eric Dunham, Wes Dixon, and who else was there? Parker Macy was there. Uh, I'm probably forgetting someone because I have a bad memory. But it was a little small, fun party that we did together. We actually, like, called it early, which early for us is, like, 1 a.m. or something like that. And... <laughs> I thought yeah, you were going to say, like, fun. 10. I was like, wow, really? Yeah. Parker actually left before the new year. Uh, I don't know why. He said he had to meet with his uh, tax accountant in the morning, but I... I think he just wanted to go home, <laughs> <laughs> which is absolutely fine. <laughs> but it was pulled, good to see he Parker. A, he pulled a Jason Mraz and wanted to see the fireworks from the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. Over my head. Um, Sorry. Yeah, so that was, a, that was fun. And then past that, I've just been like, uh, we went over to uh, – uh, a friend's house this weekend and then like uh just caught up on a bunch of stuff i got my um getting my music room and practice room stuff set up more so i have like maybe i can show this an actual practice kit that i haven't had in a long time nice. so nice. it's like one of these for the people just listening it's like a dw practice pad tree with an actual snare drum which is just a bunch of like uh it just looks like a bunch of little circles, but uh, it's good for practicing. And then it's in the back room, so it doesn't like mess up other stuff in the house. And I have like acoustic guitars and basses and other shit like floating around here. So it's been actually good. Oh, I feel like an actual songwriter now. Now I'm like put, uh, putting my camera everywhere. But uh, I actually bought legal pads for the first time yeah. in my life. I'm used to just going to Steve's <laughs> house. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, where's all the legal pads? Because Steve has legal pads like floating around his house everywhere. So does Robert, you know. And uh, I was like, where are these things? You know, why don't I have them? Or why don't I just use computer paper? And you start to figure out like why legal pads are like the quintessential writing tool. And how many fucking times you have to like reorganize them because you'll write verses or bridges or everything out of order. So then it's like, fuck, well... To keep it in order, you have to rip that page off and then rewrite it again in the correct order or something. So I'm starting to figure out my my legal pad situation, but it's good. Um, during COVID, we had a roommate here, and he was living in this room, and it could feel like in this house that like um, it's like wood floors and built a million years ago. So if you like step in the kitchen, you can hear it at the entire other side of the house. So this is an add-on that's actually like made of a bunch of different materials than the rest of the house, so it actually stays quiet back here uh, compared to doing anything else. So it's it's cool. That's what I've been doing this weekend, basically, is setting this room up to make sure that I have space to do music stuff. Uh, Robert, how was your weekend? It was it was good. It seemed like kind of a blur, not because I was uh, drinking too heavily, 
Um, but just because there was a lot going on, um, I'm introducing, well, I'm not introducing my wife is, but, uh, a new member to our family this month. Uh, so everything kind of got a little bit more real once we hit January, <laughs> you know, opposed to before. And so, you know, yeah, getting, uh, getting the baby room together and, and just to let everyone, uh, who's watching know I'm, I have one le- I have legal pads everywhere in this room. Oh. There's one over there. There's one right there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And so, but be, that being said, I, I figured I'm going to have some less time coming up. So I actually went and saw uh, one of my f- favorite artists, Donovan Frankenrider, play at the Coach House on New Year's Day, which was awesome. Nice. Um, just because he puts on a great show and he's a great artist. And uh, then I saw one of our good friends. He goes by Sexy Jason, uh, and he's in a new band called The Freaks. And uh, I went and caught their set last night at the Wayfarer. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, probably a little bit more music that I've witnessed the past couple of days than I have in the past couple of months. So that was cool. And uh, I also played Cranium because I might have been in the same room as Warren when he played Cranium um, over the new year. Just, uh, you know, home early and uh, kept it low key. But yeah, it's just uh, hitting baby mode and getting the nursery together. And that's what I'm doing. Um, hey, did Mark Broussard play with Donovan at the Coach House? No, no. Okay, uh, I, I Chris, Don- Chris, Chris Schifflet did. Schifflet, that's who it was. Nice. nice. That was really cool. He did like, oh. like a country set. I was watching um, some of that. Um, was yeah. he open for him? Yeah, he opened for Donovan, and it was it was great. He killed it. It's really cool. Had a good time. Yeah, yeah. Henry, how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was it was uh it was good. Uh spent um New Year's Eve. Uh I I was supposed to play a gig that night, um, but it wound up getting canceled because um some of the guys in the band I was supposed to play with actually got sick. So that was a bummer, but I but the silver lining is I got to spend it with uh some good friends of mine, um, over in Orange, um, that are also, you know, a few of them are friends of the band and friends of my own and um just had a really nice kind of mellow backyard hang around a bonfire and um you know did the thing and stayed safe and stayed up there uh because there was drink involved (laughs) and um had a very hungover new year's day extremely hungover (laughs) and so that is just kind of a wash um uh yeah that's pretty much it not not a whole lot um going on other than that um kind of in just keeping it low key staying home lately um last couple of days but yeah um had a great time at new year's eve uh very enjoyable evening very good time and uh you know we're here we are it's 2022 yeah we made it we're doing it we made it we made it we i made it we made it it happened <laughs> 4 days in 4 days in man getting after it Getting after it. And speaking of getting after it, <laughs> I've been waiting to have a proper Guinness draft um, for a very long time. I kept trying to go to, uh, I was like finding Irish bars, Irish pubs in like every city that I travel to, whether it's in the States or abroad. Um, I've, I've always kind of felt like Irish pubs are kind of like, uh, like a gateway to Narnia for us drinkers. You know, you walk in and you know exactly what everything is, what everything tastes like. 
um, you know, it's, most of them are kind of laid out pretty much the same and have the same vibe, the same smells, the same, you know, ambiance and everything. So it's always nice to have something familiar. Um, and I am a big lover of Guinness and uh, this hotel that I'm staying at has a bar downstairs and they have Guinness on draft. And so I get myself two <laughs> because it's five floors down and there was a lion. So <laughs> um, it's great. And it's everything that I wanted it to be and more. Um, and it's closer to the source, me being here in London currently. So uh, it tastes about the same as it does back home, but. It's You're gonna have a bunch of angry, angry Irishmen saying that that's not real Guinness. Pretty soon, I know. Well, <laughs> you can bring me over there and treat me to a, a proper Guinness. So that'd be great. Where? What are you drinking now? Um, I was just drinking water. Um, nothing <laughs> super fancy <laughs> over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's almost <laughs> one. But I guess I mean I can turn my. There's this silver thing over here, and it is called a Berkey filter. And uh, I filter all of our water through that thing, and we use these reusable glass bottles. And uh, I thought I wouldn't like it as much as I do, and I actually really enjoy our filtered water through this Berkey thing. The only thing that I think is an inconvenience is it sits on the counter, so it's, like, not cold. You have to put a bottle in the fridge, but... Um, We've been cutting down on our plastic intake by using it. So I guess that's a cool thing. And uh, yeah, you know, kind of always have water. Berkey filter. It's a pretty cool apparatus. So if you're into filtered water, not having to buy bottles all the time, go check that out. But yeah, it's noon here, almost one. So I'm not drinking anything fun. What about you, Andrew? I was going to say we might. If we're doing more afternoon podcasts, we might have to uh, go back to the uh, sparkling water wars that we did during COVID. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, I'm drinking this watermelon tea stuff that I got from Lucille's. So whenever uh, like I have a birthday, my parents take me out to this like chain barbecue restaurant in like the LA area called Lucille's, and Everyone doesn't buy me a present. They just get me gift cards from this place when they get there. So <laughs> I've had these like stockpiled Lucille's gift cards. And this weekend I was just like, let me just cash these in. And they also have been doing like to go cocktails, like to go cocktails are now legal in like California, whereas they weren't before. So I just blew a bunch of Lucille stuff and they have this watermelon tea that I love. And I'm like, I'll just throw in a gallon of that for whatever, you know, just trying to spend these things. So I got this three days ago. (laughs) So I was gone. I drank so much of it the other night that I couldn't go to bed. (laughs) I was like sitting in bed going like, what did I do? (laughs) Um, That's what I'm drinking. And yeah, as much as partiers we are, noon on a Tuesday is still not a <laughs> high drinking time. Robert, what are you drinking? Uh, I got something special today. Um, I don't know if uh, everyone knows what Costco is, um, but I'm a new member of Costco. And uh, <clears throat> oh shit! 
it, Bad life, it bro. being, it, it being a, a Tuesday uh, podcast day, I thought I would uh, bring something out. And uh, if you if you don't know, or if you know, Costco has all their signature brand stuff labeled as Kirkland um, because that's what they do. And so today, um, I have this very special, um, slightly rare. I think uh, I think you can only find it in certain Costcos, um, but it's a it's a lime sparkling water. Um, it comes in a pack with lime, lemon, and grapefruit, um, and it's a. Uh, Tastes like lime sparkling water, and it keeps me hydrated and refreshed. I so. really thought you were going to talk about one of the alcohols. <laughs> you had me going there. That was my goal, baby. Um, it's actually LaCroix, but it's, re, it's re-canned. Yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> the same as something else. It's just a lime sparkling water. Uh, I yeah. am not ready to have a beer today, as I usually am ready to have a beer most of the time during the day. Today is not one of them. So, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Cheers to everyone. Henry? What are you drinking? Oh, there you have. Okay. Um, I just have some coffee here out of a um, old um, K-Bock mug. It's a classical music radio station. Where were the beans uh, roasted? Um, they're like <laughs> whole bean. They're like it's like an espresso roast. Um, I can't remember the name of the brand, um, but I usually buy whole bean coffee, and I just you know. Put it in my little. It's a it's a Cuisinart, uh, you know, grinder, and I have a Black and Decker. Um, I can't think of any of these things. Coffee machine, coffee maker, whatever you call it, drip, you know, filter. I think that's normal good. coffee maker, normal, coffee machine, whatever it is. The normal, you know, the standard thing. You just grind it, put it in the thing, and bruise it, and you know, standard drip coffee. My go-to. I drink it black. I wake up a little later than everybody else here. I think. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. Um, with that being said, I usually like to, uh, you know, have my coffee with some music and, uh, what better way than to, uh, you know, talk about this event. Today is a bit of a sad day in music history. We lost the legendary Phil Lynott of Thin Lizzy 35 years ago on this day, January 4th, 1986. Um. He was only, I believe, 36 years old. He's super duper young. So, uh, unfortunately, lost him. Um, he's a big influence of mine. I love Thin Lizzy. Uh, people constantly tell me I look like him as well, which is a huge <laughs> compliment. Um, anytime somebody says that, uh, it's great. I always am honored to hear it. Yeah, there, there we go. Right there. Um and today I'm going to play a little track off my favorite record of theirs. The record is called Bad Reputation, and the song is the song of the same title. Um, it was released in 1977. And uh, I just think it's a great record. I think you should check it out. Also, Phil, Phil Lynott had a few uh, solo records as well that are also great. Um, Thin Lizzy's just, uh, I think, a really incredibly underrated band. They kind of just have it all. Uh, as far as a hard rock band goes, and they also play stuff that, uh, quite frankly, isn't quite rock, which I think is really cool. Um, they have some kind of mellower stuff too. That's more of more of like songs rather than guitar riffs. Um, and I love that about them. They have uh, much more versatility than than people often give them credit for. Um, but this is definitely falls in the category of kind of one of their heavier rock numbers. 
and uh, definitely one of my favorite songs of the era of the band, period. So uh, without further ado, here's Bad Reputation off of the record of the same title by Thin Lizzy, 这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这是，这
everything about every snare drum hit or every tom yeah. or like anytime the bass is doing something or anytime the guitars are doing something, it doesn't feel like anything stepping on each other. I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Like, I feel like most modern records, like everything is just sort of jumbled together and you have to use automation to really like do those sorts of things. But this just is like effortlessly clear. And that's like the hardest fucking thing to do for the people in the audience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. I, I, I got to admit it's that whole thing. It, and I think a lot of times too, like back then, you know, when they were mixing stuff to tape, it's like the mix was also a part of the performance, you know? So you probably had guys, you know, messing around with the faders throughout the thing and, and sort of that sort of business, but it's just so, it's so clean and, and has that really crisp, like, it almost sounds like everything is going through an amp, if you know what I mean. Like all the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like the way the preamps or whatever the the mics are getting plugged into. It's just such a articulate, and and I really think um, specifically at this era too. Like when you get into the late seventies, I really think that was just sort of like the pinnacle of like analog recording. You know, that's when you start getting into like Steely Dan and Doobie Brothers and and things like that, and it just sounds so good. I've heard that song multiple times, but I don't think I don't think I ever realized it was Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the production choices are, are really cool too, you know, what they're doing with the vocals and, and um, obviously guitar tones are just so, you know, that classic probably playing out of a Marshall or something like that with Les Pauls or something like that. Um, just epic, epic and, and classic. And uh, man, sounds like good. even sounds like even put a phaser on the bass after that like last oh yeah bridge section there kind of mm-hmm. has like a yeah warbly sort of thing going to it. Very possible, very very possible. That that was the era of the phase ninety two or or whatever was sort of like that. It was like right when people were using phasers like crazy. What like year 70, was that? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yeah, great year for for music. <laughs> and recording quality. Yeah. How did uh, how did Phil pass away? Uh, I believe it was drug related. Um, I think he had been in in basically an ill ill health for a while, um, just from various different sort of substance abuses. Um, he died from pneumonia and heart failure Thanks. at thirty six, which is pretty gnarly. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a crazy lifestyle and it especially was back then as we well know a lot of people didn't make it so it's a and then who, who was he rep- did they take a break and then he got was replaced or did they just keep doing their thing and replace him um i think he he actually broke up thin lizzie before he passed away oh, okay um and then i think because he was he was one of a few you know it wasn't just his band like he founded it with other people so i think I believe one of the guys started over again is probably, you know, maybe out of, out of, uh, a need for it or demand for it, or, you know, just wanting to play the music or, you know, everybody has their own reasons for doing these sort of reunion things without, um, original members. Um, but obviously must've been worth it to do it. Cause then Lizzie's still doing stuff. Um, albeit with, you know, a completely different lineup, basically, <clears throat> basically a, uh, the the world's most famous Thin Lizzy cover band, <laughs> just like Foreigner. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Carla has a cool story in the chat here. Carla's one of our uh, 
venue owners and operators and baker extraordinaire. But uh, she says, John's a big fan of Phil and waited outside an arena outside of Stockholm. They're in Sweden, by the way, and got to share a limo ride with Phil when he was 15 years old, which must have been insane. (laughs) 15. Didn't dare speak a word to Phil on the ride into the city. But shared a bottle of wine together. Yeah. What he, was he the drinking age back uh, then yeah. in, uh, <laughs> in Sweden? He, he he actually told me that story when we were out there. Oh, nice! Yeah, That's awesome. You can't you can't hang out with me without Thin Lizzy coming up at some point <laughs> <laughs> and talk music. You know, without it coming up some some form or another, it's going to happen in the first couple hours. If you know, if I'm staying at your place for a couple days, <laughs> like we stayed at Carla's. So I think we we talked about that late one evening and he, he told me that story and I was like, man, that's so cool. So nuts. I said, you guys probably had that, uh, talked about that over a bottle of wine. Probably. Late yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> or like Lots, lots of nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like it that. Was, lots of laughs. Lots of laughs indeed. Lots of laughs. All right. I have a topic for today. What are what are you looking forward to in music in 2022? Now, this could be like where music is headed or what you think might sort of start happening in the general sense of music. And it can come back to something that's sort of more personal and what's going on. Steve could probably start because he has a lot of stuff to be excited about in 2022. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe think about the broader, you know, what might be cool to see in 2022, what bands you like that would be cool to see get back together or break up. (laughs) (laughs) And then we could talk about all the cool tours that we never get to go to because we're always playing. (laughs) Steve? Well, yeah, first and foremost, I'm just really excited for Jeremiah Red to reunite and come back together to play play at least one more show (laughs) sometime, hopefully. Um, yeah. Uh, for for those of you that don't know Jeremiah oh, Red, they are our longtime <laughs> friends, and uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of an inside joke for those of you that tuned in a couple weeks ago back in season three, um, where we had Wes and Ian from Jeremiah Red uh, with us on the podcast, and that was a lot of fun. Um, now, in all serious seriousness, I'm I'm stoked for. As far as bands that we get to see play, I'm really excited for what we have going on. I'm really pumped for this year. I'm excited to watch you guys on stage. Um, it's a it's a interesting thing where I where I stand and where I look on stage when we tour together. Half the time, I'm just watching you guys. Like I'll interact with the crowd and stuff, but I'm like I'm looking for cues. I'm watching you guys. I'm chatting with interacting with war and stuff and looking over across the stage at Henry. And um, that just brings me so much joy, man. So I'm excited to, to see you guys at your best um, all over the world again for another year. Um, the Toto and journey tour is going to be fucking insane. Um, really excited to see my buddy, Jason Terlatka, uh, who plays uh, second keys for journey and does some singing for them and get to tour with him. And um, just to see all those guys, they've, they've all got history together and stuff. And uh, it's going to be cool to, to, to experience that as, as the newbie, you know. Um, and as far as, like, music uh, in general, 
I'm hoping for like a, I want whistle choirs to come back. <laughs> you nailed I it. Like, I want to see like 200 people on stage, like whistling together. You know, I feel like the whistle is like is is a dying art, like the accordion or, or the theremin or the bagpipe. You know, and when done well, it is magical. War, what about you? Joe plays the theremin. He does. And have you ever have you ever heard one of the uh, have you heard the sound effects choirs where they do all the sound effects with their voices? If you haven't, YouTube yeah. that. That's a trip. All the inventorying um, stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Um, what am I excited about? Well, <clears throat> I have to say that we get so busy uh, that I don't get as much of a chance to go see live music as I used to anymore. Um, and I'm just excited in 2022 for hopefully things to keep trending in the right way for shows to come back. So I can see which artists are going to come back. And I would assume that once things get back to somewhat normal, everybody's going to want to tour again. And it's going to be uh, a treat to be able to go, Hey, you could fill up months of great bands coming through because hopefully everybody get back on the road when, when everything somewhat goes back to normal. With that being said, something I'm looking forward to is going back to Spain um, because we only we played one full tour and then we've been back a couple of times for some, some quick shows, but I'm excited to get back to Spain and play music across the country because we haven't done it in a while. And I love the food. I love the culture and uh, the shows are always crazy and rowdy. Um, and then, yeah, again, just I'm excited to see other bands come out on the road and hopefully it's all of our favorite bands and, you know, festivals have start to become super, super diverse where you have, you know, all sorts of names on there. So I'm just kind of hopeful for 2022 mm -hmm. um, and excited to continue to trend in the right way to make things try to go back the way that they were. What about you, Andrew? Um I'm excited to try to see some more stuff in 2022. I'd love to see like, you know, any kind of big <clears throat> tour. It would be really badass to go on the, uh, try to fit in a date of the rival sons, Greta Van Fleet tour, no matter what you think about yeah. either of those bands. I think that'd be a fun show to go to. Cause I think I've said this a lot. Any band that's getting the younger generation back into rock and roll is a good thing. And that's a good thing for rival sons and everyone. And, it'd be cool to just see that actually happening. I feel like it's really rare to sort of see the younger generation, like getting back into rock and roll and that like, you know, a lot of people sort of our age, which is over 30 are really into it. But to see that 20 somethings gap of people like getting back into just that level of having fun, I think would be really cool to go to. So that'd be like a pretty cool show. I'd want to see. Um, I, I want to see more records come out from people. I feel like there's so many good bands that haven't come out with a record in like years or haven't done sorts of things like, uh, uh, yeah, there's lots of like big name acts that I want to see their next record or have something else come out. Cause I feel like we're, when I turn on what used to be alternative radio and have like a good mix between sort of rock stuff and electronic and stuff, it seems to be dominated by like sort of indie, or 
you know, lighter stuff, which could also be intense, but, uh, you know, I want to see something in the genre come back. Cause it seems like when, you know, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of a band called the interrupters. They're sort of like, uh, rancid's, uh, it's like a ska pop punk rock and roll. And there was like a, uh, that's, they came out in the song on the radio that like was just so different than anything else. Cause it was just upbeat and rocking and good and had like a good hook and stuff like that. And I, I feel like there's not enough stuff out there that sort of looks like that, that I'm really excited to try to make some of it and see if bands start to come out with more of it, which is fun, you know, uh, upbeat has a good hook music that you know can compete with some of the indie and lower stuff so we can get kids out to shit and they can have fun again because i feel like those to see you know some of those other indie bands in concert must fucking suck (laughs) because you know i'd rather be jumping around with a bunch of other kids than like crying my eyes out or something on molly so (laughs) that would be really fun for me to see is to see you know, a younger generation start to even make more of this music or do anything to just see the tide sort of change in, you know, uh, I don't even want to say like rock music. Cause I feel like that's dumb. It doesn't need to be guitar driven, but just sort of something that's upbeat, if that makes sense. And it doesn't even need to be happy, just ag- aggressive and upbeat. And I, I sort of miss that genre in the world. So I'm hoping to see more of that in 2020 and I'm really excited to yeah, go back to Spain and do all the Europe stuff we got to do and go back and see, you know, how many more people we can get out to shows in these UK dates and things like that. They're already mm-hmm. starting to blow up. So I'm pretty excited about all how we've been received in the UK and going back over there. And that was awesome. So uh, yeah. And then I'm excited to, get married and have that be over with so we can go do the rest of this shit. Amen. Robert, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I can ditto everything you guys said because it's all good things. Uh, minus the whistling choir. I'm not, I don't, it doesn't really affect me. <laughs> yeah. um, you you um, just haven't heard a good whistle choir yet. Bro. Maybe I haven't, you know. You don't know what I you're missing. To, I need to look into that. I'll, I'll, that'll be one thing I look into this year. Um, man, I'm excited for the cruise coming up because I just love being on that ship and being able to hang out and meet so many great artists. Uh, I know it's coming up really quickly. Um, and we'll be here in no time, but the, uh, the opportunities that, that we've gotten from just playing it, but also meeting other artists and actually watching them, you know, watching them play on a stage and then also being able to interact afterwards and just kind of, it's like a learning experience for me to watch all these artists play uh, in such a short period of time that it's just, uh, it's always great. So I'm excited for that. Um, one of my, uh, one thing I'm, I'm hoping for in music is uh, that Ray LaMontagne books a tour and I won't also be on tour when that show happens in where I live. Um, I think every time he's ever played in Southern California, I've been gone. Uh, and he's one of my favorite um, singer-songwriters. And uh, that's what I would be hoping for. You know, that'd be great. And uh, on our end, I'm excited to get back on the road uh, in a brand new van. I'm excited to get that van all up in shape and, and getting it road ready, which will be just exciting to do in general. And um, yeah, that's what I'm excited for. And also, um, 
I know everyone's kind of said it, but I, I do love going to Spain and we haven't been there in such a long time that it's going to just be uh, rad to be back and uh, see some old friends that we've, you know, met seven years ago and uh, just be back in that, that culture and that, um, <clears throat> that vibe down there. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's way different than the rest of Europe, uh, hands down. Um, just a different, you just feel different down there and it's, it's great. So how about you, Henry? Um, I can pretty much ditto basically everything you guys have said as well. Um, I don't know that there's a lot left to cover on my end. Um, guys, stop cheating off my test. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) At least we're all on the same um, page. But I feel like, um, as musicians, we, we grow more and more every year and we kind of get more in touch with, um, sort of our internal muse in a way, if that makes sense. And, um, I sort of learn more about how I like to create and, um, how my inspiration flows, um, every year. And, um, I get to know myself better in that way every year. And, um, you know, every year kind of provides a new opportunity for me to sort of learn more about that and, um, kind of figure out my identity as an artist and what, what that is. Um, and I'm sort of excited for overall kind of the knowledge that I'm going to sort of ascertain from doing what we do this year, um, both as a guitar player and a songwriter. Um, and I've already found myself in a few uh, new kind of situations, collaborative, you know, working with other musicians um, that have been really interesting. Um, and I'm excited to see where those things go. And um, I feel like uh, I've reached a new level of confidence in myself and what I'm doing um, that, you know, uh, I haven't really been at before in my life. Um, and it's sort of like being alive for the first time in a weird way, um, which is really cool. And I'm sort of excited to just kind of thrive in that, um, you know, work on music with you guys, work on music with other groups, work on my own music, um, and, and do all sorts of different things. And, um, my sort of, I can sort of feel my writer's block lifting in a way and, um, kind of feeling the creative juices flowing a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't write all the time. Um, it's just not something I've ever been really good at doing. Um, but right now it feels like good time and it feels like I'm sort of channeling stuff. So I'm sort of excited to learn more about that this year. And, um, also, you know, my craft and, and honing that and, um, what all the new places and, and place, you know, not so new places that we're going to be revisiting, uh, what that's going to be like and how that's going to sort of get processed in my brain and turn into, you know, new forms of inspiration. Exciting. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was very well. That was great. <clears throat> I don't know, man. That's I feel great. like I just like playing. Guitar. I feel like everything right now is, is it's like a, like with a bow and arrow, right? <clears throat> we've been, we've been working on everything in the quill for so long that that's like what you put the arrows in, right? It's called a quill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now it's like the, the string is being pulled back and everything. And it's just about to hopefully just launch forward. Yeah. Everything you said, Henry, hundred percent, man. Yeah. Anyways, our next record's going to have a lot of whistle choir. <laughs> it needs to have a lot of mantras and uh, spiritual chants as well. There's this Fuck funny interview with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk where Elon Musk, uh, and no offense to Scott Murphy in our chat, really likes to listen to pirate shanties. <laughs> so he was like really enthused in a like not 
ironic way at all <laughs> about pirate shanties. And then he's like, I sent him to you. Did you listen to him? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I listened to him. They're really great. Uh, let's talk about this other stuff now. He's like, yeah, but did you really listen to him? They're really catchy, right? Like, aren't they great? <laughs> Maybe so that's that just reminds me of a that. lot of money. Pirate shanties. Pirate it's, shanties. A, it's a big thing on, uh, on TikTok. It's like the, the pirate and the, uh, what is it, like the Viking songs and stuff? There are one supposed ship that, you know. <laughs> Scott doesn't even like pirate shanties. <laughs> if you don't know, in, in the chat, you can look at Scott's profile picture, and he sort of looks like Jack Sparrow from uh, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And he comes to shows like that, too, which is awesome, because he's very recognizable. He's like, hey, it's Scott. We're like, oh, Scott, there you are. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Heaven forbid he oh, ever come to a show not in pirates outfits. Like they were definitely not going to recognize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's shanty. <laughs> what did I say? He said it, it's shanty. I thought I said shanty. Shanty. Maybe he misheard you. I sort of mumbled too. So that's okay. Why are you mumbling? All dude? right. What do we got coming up, everyone? <laughs> More pirate shanties, and whistle solos, or whatever. Yeah. We're we are playing once the time. We'll play the mints. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make it a sea shanty. That would be annoying. Oh, uh, we are, is is Angela on the podcast <laughs> next week? Sorry to interrupt you, Jesus. Hey. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to confirm when that is, and we should tell people about it early. Yeah. Yes. I'll put that on my notes here. Um. Yeah, we are playing The Mint on Friday, January 14th with Angela Petrelli, who has been on the podcast twice before, um, and she has a totally ripping band. We are also playing with another band called Radiator King, and there was one other uh, female artist on the bill. I don't remember her name. Sorry, whoever you are. Um, I'll remember it next Jeez. Um, who, who So that is... Los Angeles at the Mint. We will be there Friday, January 14th. And then the following day, we will be in San Diego at Winston's Ocean Beach. That will be with our buddies, Porcelain Hill, um, Power yeah. Blues Trio Extraordinaire. Um, that will be a lot of fun. We love to get down to San Diego and L- L.A. because we don't get up there as often as we should. So we're trying to get to those areas more. So if you have friends or family in that area, let them know we're coming down. Tell them to come say hello and sing us a pirate shanty and uh, and we'll buy them a beer. Seriously, though, if somebody comes down to either of those <laughs> shows and sings me a pirate shanty... I will you can, definitely buy you. You will a buy beer. them a beer. Yeah. Yes, hundred yeah, percent. Warren, Warren will buy you. Like, the let's, let's the royal we. Yeah, I will buy you a beer anyway. <laughs> um, and then after that, we are we got the blues cruise coming up in February. We're going to Jamaica, man, and um, and then we have a ton of stuff. Uh, where we have a handful of dates that um, are local. Um, we're getting back up to Petals and Pints and Thousand Oaks. We're going to be at Patty's Station in San Juan Capistrano. Um, we are going to be at the Wayfair before we leave for our large European tour. There is a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple months that are local. And then we head out to Europe for our big 65-date tour. And uh, all that info is on our website. Go check it out. In the meantime, um, we will have new 
things popping up, new announcements here and there. So new addition to the bands come in as well. So we'll have to yeah, announce new that. Addition to Robert's we don't family. know what we don't know what it's going to play yet, but we'll figure it out as, as <laughs> time goes. Yeah, so we're excited. It's going to be a great, great new year. We're looking forward to being productive and bringing our music to your ear holes any way we can. So that's all happy new year, everybody. Happy <laughs> new year. Happy we'll twenty twenty two. We'll see you on the road. We'll see you here for these podcasts. Oh, also, if you're in Europe, uh, buy tickets to the Brussels show the live record show yeah yes. because it's 2022 and because we're doing this in the afternoon there's a lot of europeans there lots of people are making their they're coming from all over europe to go to that live show in brussels uh it'll probably sell out soon here so uh if you haven't already make your arrangements to go to brussels we're recording a live record we're pulling all the stops for that show and it's gonna be amazing so we'll see you there do we know what date that part is of it it is June 29th. June 29th. If you're seeing us once in your hometown and you want to be a super fan, come to the live show recording. You'll meet Robert John fans from all across Europe. I guarantee you we've already seen people buy their tickets and make their hotel reservations. I've gotten tons of messages about that. So there you go. There it is. Pete. That's what I'm talking about, you know. So come see us. Uh, listening on uh, the podcast apps and everything, uh, there's a link in the description, and I will post it here on Facebook too, uh, to tickets for that show. Um, and come be a part of Robert John history, history, man. history. It's gonna be forever. dope forever, 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 forever. forever. Go down forever. in the annals of history. It'll be great. Yep. And uh, click all the links. Check out Henry's History Lesson podcast. Uh, playlist, playlist, playlist podcast, playlist podcast. Uh, <laughs> podcast playlist. Um, click all the links in the description below and uh, be good to each other out there. Happy New Year and get wrecked.